Happy 20th anniversary, RCC. Today we're celebrating 20 years of ministry of inviting people to journey with Jesus. And today is a special day for all of us uh, as I get to interview some folks that have been part of the launch of RCC, as well as folks that have joined the church along the way. Today, uh, I am with uh, the Walkers, Stephanie and Nathan Walker, Mary and Cody, and Chris and Amy Snyder. So glad to have you guys here uh, today to share a little bit about the story and the history of RCC. I want to begin by talking with uh, Amy and Chris Snyder. You guys are the original uh, part of the original team that planted and launched RCC. Uh, talk to us about what uh, God was doing in your life and in your marriage 20 years ago that would compel you to move to New England and plant this church. So we didn't move to New England to plant the church. We actually moved to New England for Chris to go back to school. He was working on his master's degree at UNH. Um, but we had both been a part of church plants before our move here. I had done a year-long internship, and Chris had been on staff at a church plant. And both of those churches were young. We weren't part of the initial launch, but they were still in the portable phase in and out of movie theaters, high schools, things like that. So we had done portable church, new church. And... Um, that was the reason for our move here was Chris going back to school and then we were invited to come on staff once we had moved here. Or I came on staff, I guess. I say we because... Right. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, so, got, I got the paycheck, but Chris, Chris, Chris was right there with me the whole time. Sure. So, so what, what's it like to uh, plant a church, um, raise a young family, and try to balance like all of those at once? Well, uh, I... I guess my gut reaction is there's really, balance is, is a tricky word. Sure. It's, it's just, you're all in it, right? Yeah. And um, when a church is young, like RCC was, originally Rising Sun, <laughs> way back when, um, we didn't have children. We made that transition as a family um, a few years into that that journey. But, um, you know, Amy jokes about how she made the paycheck, but, you know, it's just, we were, we're always a team and it was, when I worked in ministry previous to, to moving here, it was the same way when I was in youth ministry. She was right there alongside of, of me in that journey too. So it just, in our minds, the church was just part of, of what our life in, included, whether that was, you know, volunteering, you know, setting up all that kind of stuff. So it was just, you know, Amy was part of the children's ministry and I just felt like that was my ministry then was to, to partner with her in whatever way I could. Yeah, I think we were only portable with one infant in arms right. by the time our <laughs> right. second came along. We had um, gotten into the first building that we renovated. Yeah. So, What were some of your favorite memories and relationships that were formed in the uh, the early years of launching RCC? One of the things that, that stands out to me um, from, from the very beginning was setting up classroom spaces in an elementary school to become you know, the place where children would come. And we never knew in the, the beginning, you know, how many people were gonna come, if people were gonna come. But one of the things that stands out was we had this camping chair that turned into a rocking chair and, and it was a bit of a pain to assemble. And, and for weeks, months, like we didn't have an infant that was coming to church that we knew was going to be there. But in my mind, every time that I'm setting up this chair, as tedious as it was, it was worth it because we always lived with kind of that expectancy that Today might be that day that for the first time we're going to have a need to have a rocking chair in our nursery because some family with a baby was going to come and, and want to um, experience what you know RCC was all about. And you ask about relationships and those yeah. early families then where 
for us, um, you know, there weren't a lot of young kids in the beginning. We had probably more elementary kids than we did young kids when the church first started until all of the young couples are, you know, we had what, two small groups probably full of like us dinks, you know, um, didn't have any kids yet, but as we also were having kids, that was, you know, that was the family ministry. So, and uh, those couples that came early on and we all had our families together and we raised our families together and we're sending our kids off to college together. It's kind of crazy that that's happening. Um, but some of those um, Dillaways, the Gagnons, Lagrasses came as a dating couple. We were part of their, you know, part of their <laughs> wedding and then their boys coming along, the Olsons started when their older two were young and then um, yeah those are some of the relationships that we've really really enjoyed over the years and it's kind of crazy that some of them have stuck as long as they have yeah awesome thanks for sharing a piece of your your story uh, Marianne you've been at RCC for a while you and your late husband John tell us um, Tell us how you heard heard about the Rising Sun, Rockingham Christian Church, and what your first experience was like uh, attending RCC. Well, John and I had had a uh, difficult beginning to 2003, mm. and he decided that um, it was time for a change. Mm. So he, uh, his sister, Phyllis McCarthy, and his brother-in-law, John, and his niece, uh, Carol Greenfield and her husband were coming to Rising Sun Christian mm -hmm. Church. They were part of the beginning in 2001, 2002. Mm -hmm. So I met him in the parking lot at Salem High School. Mm -hmm. And we walked in the door and I had, I grew up in traditional churches, mm -hmm. you know, the kinds with stained glass windows sure. and pews and yeah. all of that. And I walked into Salem High School and it was quite the experience. I said, wow, um, there's, there was a platform and uh, Billy and Amy Petty were doing the music and um, we sat down and John's brother and brother-in-law and sister uh, were there and uh, uh, Tom Palmer was the uh, pastor and he gave a great sermon. The music was wonderful and I was quite impressed with the first experience being at Salem High School in the cafeteria was unusual, mm -hmm. but that was just because they had been meeting at North Salem Elementary, but they were washing the floors at, the high, at North Salem Elementary, so they had to move to Salem High School. You also um, have been part of our prayer ministry at RCC for some for some time. Tell us a little bit about why that ministry is important to you and how it's been important to the life of our church here at RCC. The, uh, the uh, prayer ministry ha actually was started uh, before um, I got involved in it. I, I had stepped back from getting involved with much of anything other than the food pantry. And um, at that time, um, Tom Gertz had come on to the staff. And uh, Jackie Shamshoyan was the one, I believe, who started the um, prayer ministry. And okay. she moved away. Mm. And Tom asked me if I would be willing to take it over. Yeah. And so it was back, it was in actually 2006. Mm. Um, October 1st of 2006 was when I <clears throat> took over the uh, prayer ministry. Oh, wow. So 15 years. Mm -hmm. Wow. 15 years this year. And it's, it's wonderful, I mean, to see people trust us yeah trust us with the deepest needs in their hearts mm. and know that we have the opportunity to share it with people yeah thank you for sharing with us Marianne I know it's been a blessing for a lot of folks 
uh, at RCC throughout throughout the years. Uh, Nathan and Stephanie Walker um, are here. You guys are relatively new to RCC, uh, probably been coming as long as I've been here. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you found us and sort of what that first experience was like for you and your family. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so we've been coming probably, I'd say almost three years. And we moved up here from Georgia. Um, and we had a, we had a, we had a good church home in Georgia and it, it took us a little while to find that place. Um, and then coming up here, you know, looking for a church in New England is a little different. You know, in Georgia, you could throw a rock and hit a church. Um, <laughs> um, so we, we explored a lot of churches in the area, you know, finding the right church home was very important to both of us. You know, there are a lot of things that we, that were important to us in a church that we're looking for. Um, we took the search very seriously. Uh, you know, we visited, I don't even know how many churches we A lot of churches. <laughs> yeah. We have visited a lot of churches. <laughs> His dad's a pastor and he actually recommended a church that we go, that he had someone who knew was preaching at and we were had a, you know dates in our phone, being like, "We'll visit this one next week, and if we'll see how it goes, and then if not, we'll go to that one the following week." And so the one that his dad had actually recommended was the week after RCC, and we got here, and I looked at Nate, and I was like, "Not going next week." <laughs> and he was like, "Really? Like you? You like we're good?" And he was like, "I was like, this is it. This is church home. Like there was just this sense of feeling here that we had found it, that we were done looking, that it like." no matter what just that like overwhelming sense of church home it was that's what we had here so awesome so why is it important for um a young family to make church a priority for you guys having that having a church to raise our family and it was never really an option in my mind not to have a church home you know um for us in our marriage and obviously you know life throws curveballs at you and to have that group surround you to to be there and walk with you walk through this journey in life um it was very important i want to thank you guys for joining us today and sharing a bit of your story about the history of rcc i know that you've joined different times uh, jumped in the stream uh, throughout the years paul tells us in second uh, corinthians 3 3 that you are the results of our ministry and I know that um, the people are where they are uh, because of the Snyders and the Cody family. And that will be true of the Walkers 20 years from now. And we're really blessed and fortunate to have uh, you guys here with us today, sharing a little bit about your story at Rockingham Christian Church. So thank you. I was gonna keep dancing. Hey, happy birthday, RCC. You, got, you guys look good for 20, and uh, I'm excited because I never thought I'd be able to celebrate turning 20 again. Uh, whether you're on campus or online, we're so glad that you're here. My name is Ben Seaman. I serve on staff uh, as our lead minister. If you, it, it, it's hard to, it, it's wild, right? That 20 years ago, Tom Palmer and a handful of families had a dream and a vision to start something new in Salem that would impact its community and its legacy for years and years to come. And I, I, I not only think of Tom Palmer, I think of uh, Tom and Carrie, Karen Gertz and, and Brady and Emily Gertz. And I'm not done yet. You keep coming, I don't care. 
It's not about me. Uh, and, and the Yankees and the Cullums and the Frosts uh, and the McWhorters, all of the men and women, their staff and elders that have led and guided us uh, to this point. And look, church, it's not, it's not our church, right? Uh, you are part of the mission and vision of RCC. When I think about uh, RCC and the legacy of RCC, I, I think about 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Let me read to you the first three verses. Paul is asking, I think, some pretty uh, sarcastic kinds of questions. This is what he asks. Are we begging? Are we beginning to command ourselves, uh, commend ourselves again? Or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter, written on hearts known and read by everyone. You, I love this part, you show that you are a letter from Christ. You are the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of the human heart. What Paul is saying, I think, in short, is that we are the results of one another. Chances are you're here because somebody invited you uh, um, a week ago, a month ago, 15, 20 years ago, right? And you are a result of their invitation, them pouring themselves into you, baptizing you, discipling you, coming alongside of you in your time of need. But the other side of the coin is also true, church, that, yeah, sure, you've invited people to RCC, you've served our community, but other people here have also poured their life into you and have invested in you. That's why we're so white-hot passionate about our mission of inviting people to journey with Jesus. And every journey, every journey begins with a single step, a willingness for a handful of people to have those maybe sometimes awkward conversations, inviting a coworker to church, texting a friend at school to come and, and hang out with you uh, during life group, or a neighbor that you walk with every night as they begin to share what's going on in their life, you not only encourage them, but you share the hope of Christ with them. And we've been fulfilling that ministry uh, over that mission over the last 20 years. Check out some of these awesome uh, baptism photos of folks that have made their step towards Christ. It's been an incredible 20 years of ministry. Yeah, there's Dave Olson. He had hair. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're so grateful for uh, Pastor Tom and his wife, Karen, uh, that are here today. And I've asked Pastor Tom to come and share uh, some stories for folks like myself and, 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 and new families that have joined the church in the last couple of years that sort of highlight that, in fact, we are the results of one another as we're committed to the faithfulness of Jesus and making disciples. So would you help me give, RCC, give Pastor Tom an RCC warm welcome? Well, thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> Get that guy's name, would you? Write it down. Ben, I love your heart for God. I love your heart for God's people. I really do. It shines. It's great. Uh, yeah, thanks for the invitation. It's really exciting for us, Karen and I, me, to be here. So many memories, great memories, great memories. Some old friends, have to be careful how I use that word, old. <laughs> friends of long standing, 
And most exciting of all, some faces, I don't have a clue who you are. And that's really cool. Because it says something about my memory, I'm sure, but mostly you're new. You're new since we left, and that's what it's all about. We're excited about that for sure. I do have to acknowledge, I'm a little biased, but our son Brady, who has a big stake in this, he was on our staff for years here. Brady, where are you? Back there. Brady and Brady and Emily and our two of our grandkids here with us today, so we're excited about that. They serve at Ocean Point Christian Church down in Rhode Island. So, uh, anyway, uh, thanks for the invitation. I bring greetings from Clear Lake, Iowa, of all places. That is in the United States, in case, in case you wondered. It's in the flatlands out there, raising a lot of corn and beans and hogs. Got a lot of hogs. I like my bacon and my ham. And... Uh, it's a great place, wonderful, beautiful place in many ways. And Clear Lake is not just a town, it is a lake. It's an actual wet lake, very, very beautiful lake. We live very close to it. Uh, but it's not as beautiful as most of these New England lakes, I just have to tell you. It just, just is not. So I guess I still have some New England blood flowing through my, my veins. And just to prove it, I'm going to say in all seriousness, go Red Sox. Go Red Sox. Anyway, a little reminiscing, and I'm going to talk a lot about money here, not because money is so important, but dedication is. Sacrifice is. And so don't be distracted too much by the dollars, except they represent something very, very important. We moved here, Karen and I, in November of, of 05. And uh, from Illinois, where we had lived and served for 30 years, we had great life there, but we just saw a new challenge here that we felt called to fulfill to the best of our ability. Literally, as we drove our little Jetta across the, the country, people here were signing a five-year lease for 8,000 square feet, approximately, of potential ministry space at Five Industrial Way, a warehouse building. And uh, talk about a big step. I mean, that was a huge step. It took a lot of courage to do that. Not on my part, on the part of a lot of other people. So uh, that was a marker date, you know, early November of 05. I might get some of my facts just a little mixed up, but I think I'm going to be close. You can correct me afterward, Kim Dillaway or anybody, <laughs> if, if I'm getting any of this wrong. But okay. Rented that space, five-year lease, and it was a mess over there. It, was, it needed serious renovations. And we did some quick calculations and kind of figured, educated guests, it'll probably take about 50 grand to get this ship shape and ready for excellent ministry to the community as a home base for ministry. And it was going to take months to do it with a lot of volunteer labor. So a big chunk to think about. And I believe it was on my either second or third Sunday leading worship over there at Mary Fisk School. Our first Sunday, by the way, was the fourth birthday of RCC, so 16 years since then. But uh, on about the third Sunday, I stood up in front of the folks and said, folks, we're going to need about 50 grand here <laughs> real soon because it's all on us. The landlord wasn't going to do any of that. It was going to be us, our labor, our money, God's money through us. And I still can't believe I had the nerve to say that. The only reason is God gave me the nerve to say it. And there were people around me that I trusted very much. And they trusted me amazingly. 
And so uh, we asked for that amount of money above and beyond, mind you, all the other very generous offerings that were being made. And keep in mind, this was a very small group of people. We're talking 25, 30 households. Am I somewhere close maybe at that stage of active people that we could count on? in the church. And many of those households were young, young families, young kids. Budgets were tight. I knew that. But we asked anyway. And a couple, three weeks later, after a lot of talking, sharing stories, praying, 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 the offering, special offering was given at the height of the Christmas season, mind you, early to mid-December, as I remember. And the special offering, above and beyond the regular offerings, I think it was a little over $45,000. That's not promises. That's not pledges. That's cash on the barrelhead. There's been some inflation since then, so do some adjustment in your thinking. This is serious, serious sacrificial dedication. Then we went to work on the space, and I think we were good stewards of that money, and we worked very hard worked very hard over there and got it close to ship shape, but it became obvious we're going to need some more money to really finish the project. And so here I came again in January of 06, I think it was, just a few weeks later, said, folks, we're in the home stretch, but we're going to need a little bit more help. Two weeks later, another, I think it was, $17,000 from that same group of people. So in a few weeks' time, wrapped around Christmas season, over 60000 Dollars above and beyond the regular giving. So again, it's not, it's not about the dollars. You're reading my mind, right? It's, it's about the sacrificial dedication of those people. It's really about God providing so faithfully in those early years. And so Karen and I now, at this point, we've been doing ministry together about 47 years in several different locations. 47. <laughs> She's counting the days, 47 years. That, those few weeks in time are on the very short list for us of meaningful, inspirational, motivational times in our life. And we, we just felt privileged. We still do. We got to be a part of something like that in the kingdom of God. And praise and glory to God for what he did then and what he's doing now. It's wonderful. We really have been privileged to be a part of this church family. We miss you all so much. But the best is yet to come. God's still working. He's the God of the future. Not just of the past, but the future. So we look forward to what God's going to do in the next 20 years. And maybe beyond that, if Jesus waits that long. Um, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And thank you all for the privilege of being here today. This morning as I was uh, praying, just thinking about the significance of this day, I don't know why, but an old, old song came to mind for me. Hadn't thought about it for a long time. I sang it a lot in church growing up. I think it was kind of like our closing chorus at the end of church quite often. And it's really just a little prayer, so sweet. Maybe some of you know it. I want to sing it for you. Because I really, I really believe this is the heart of what this place is all about. It went like this. Lord, lay some soul upon my heart and love that soul through me 
And may I nobly do my part to win that soul for thee. That's it. That's what this place is about. That, that's, that's all this church has ever been about. Lord, lay some soul, some soul, just one, on my heart. And love that soul. You, Lord, not me. You love that soul through me. And may I nobly do my little part to win that soul for thee. And I hope that's your heart as an individual, as a family today as well. He's still doing that, you know, still working that way. So this is a scripture that's it's a go-to. It's almost cliche. It gets used so much, you know, at a time, at a moment like this. But how can God's word ever be cliche, right? This is God's word from Philippians chapter 1, that same apostle Paul we just read from in 2 Corinthians. He had been, he was away from these folks and he was feeling feelings about them and their partnership. And here's what he said. And I'll just let these words speak for Karen and, and for me, because they really, really do. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Tom, for your words and for your ministry over the last two decades here at uh, RCC. Uh, I'm so inspired by Pastor Tom's stories, a little envious and jealous that I couldn't have been here since day one. Uh, and I'm reminded again of this text in 2 Corinthians where Paul says, like, wh where, like where do young families during Christmas time, as Pastor Tom was mentioning, like, wh where do they get the confidence to be so faithful to God uh, in, in that moment? Well, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians verse 4, uh, such confidence we have through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of religion, but of the spirit, right? Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. There's a new covenant that Jesus is inviting us into. And in fact, in 2 Peter 1.3, Peter tells us by his divine power, Jesus' power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Jesus, him who has called us to be, uh, called us by his own glory and his goodness. Our confidence is not in our ability to do ministry for God. It's in resting in the gospel of Christ so that we can do ministry with God and go at the pace of the Holy Spirit and not the pace of our own ambition. The gospel grows in the hearts and minds of men and women, not in copy-bound paper and books. And that's what Paul is getting at, that even from the Old Testament, there is a day predicted that a new covenant would be instituted between God and humanity. In Jeremiah 31, 31 to 33, uh, we find the Lord talking about this. 
The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel, with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt. Because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with people, the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I, check this out. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. This new covenant that Jeremiah is talking about, this new covenant that Paul is talking about is the fifth and final covenant in the scriptures between humanity and God through the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. This is why we start new churches. This is why, as Pastor Tom said, we give an insane amount of money, right, for a hope and a dream during a season that we're told to spend the money on consumerism and materialism. And this church said, hold on, wait a minute. There's a greater need for our financial resources because this church is committed to inviting people to journey with Jesus or back in the day to meet people where they're at. That is the hope of the gospel. That is the heartbeat of our church, RCC. When you walked in, hopefully you were given uh, an RCC journey field guide. If not, you can grab one uh, on the way out. Here at RCC, we have four pathways uh, in our mission to invite people to journey with Jesus. The first is to journey towards Jesus in faith and in baptism, to journey with a circle of friends in the context of a small group or a serve team, as well as to journey out to serve our community locally, as well as globally through Kenya and El Salvador. And the final uh, circle of discipleship is to take the inward journey, that Holy Spirit spiritual formation. And here's what I want to leave you today and challenge you with. Uh, this RCC field, field guide is filled with promptings of those uh, four pathways. And, and here's the challenge and, and the dream I just sort of want to give our, our church today. What would it look like if you thumbed through this next week and you committed yourself uh, from now until next year of writing down the names of people under each of these values that you want to begin praying for, that you want to invite them to RCC or to journey with Jesus or to uh, join a small group, a serve team, a mission trip, or even take uh, the inward journey uh, through sanctification and being developed by the Holy Spirit. How incredible would it be at the end of your life? I, I don't really think you, you're going to take this you know, to heaven, but, but how cool would it be at the end of your life, you have this little book here of all of the names of the men and women and children that you wrote down and you committed to praying for uh, one another. Man, the past 20 years have been great, but we're equally excited for the next 20 years of a church dedicated to inviting people to journey with Jesus. Amen? It's awesome. Let, let, let me pray, and Jim Teresi, one of our elders, will lead us in communion. Uh, Jesus, thank you so much for this amazing church and what it means to so many different people on so many different levels. Some of us have been here from day one. Some of us have just started, really, honestly, uh, a 
spoke with a couple today. Their first Sunday was last Sunday. And whether they've been here 20 years or seven days, the, the mission is still clear. You want us to invite people to journey with Jesus, to fall in love with your son and not religion. Lord, empower us over the next 20 years to continue that mission. It's been a great 20 years of journeying together, but there's more ground to take, more hills to take, and more people that need to fall in love with you and not religion. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.